with us to the word of the Lord. Amen. We're going all the way to the book of Jeremiah. Amen. The book of Jeremiah this morning. I want to take you, praise the Lord, to chapter number 14. Jeremiah chapter number 14. This is a word loving church. Again, thank you for the call. I appreciated that wonderful, wonderful message. Amen. In teaching, thank God. Uh, amen. My, this is a talent packed church. Hallelujah. Amen. Real quickly, brother, is it possible, screen team, to go? I, I, I skipped over something. We've got prayer journals. I know Pastor said it. Thank you. I don't want to take too much time saying this. But we also have a podcast that just started. Uh, we're on our third episode called Out of the Blue. This is Spotify. Uh, amen. It's just little nuggets in about 10 minutes. Uh, things from the seamless 66 books uh, every week. Uh, amen. So you can go to that. Sign up to it if you, if you will. Uh, if we only have, after a year, brother, if we only have one listener, and it's Sister Nala, uh, amen, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll just keep on keeping on, praise God. But there it is, I just wanted to announce that real quickly, called Out of the Blue because of Blue Sign Ministry, amen, just a little nugget or two. Jeremiah chapter number 14, uh, amen, I want to turn uh, to the first verse here, praise God, and we're going to read down just a little bit. Amen. And getting into the word today. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Where Jesus says anything can happen. Amen. The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the dearth, the dryness, the desert, the dry places. Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languisheth. They are blackened to the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem is gone up. And the nobles have sent their little ones to the waters. They came to the pits and found no water and they returned with their vessels empty the children came back with their vessels empty they found no water they were ashamed and confounded and covered their heads because the ground is chapped for there was no rain in the earth the plowmen were ashamed they covered their heads they the hind also calved in the field but they left their babies behind because there was no grass to feed them they couldn't even take the torture of watching their young ones die. I want to, if I could, just minister from this chapter and these terse verses just for a little while simply. It's the way, it's the way that we're sending our children to the wells. It's the way that we're sending. It's the way that they sent their children to the wells. Knowing that the wells were empty. Knowing that everything was dry. They took the greatest commodity where they should have been investing before this happened. I don't know whether if it was in jest or some kind of nonchalant attitude toward an empty well, but they sent them out anyway under their breath. I think they prophesied they're coming back empty. But we don't have to do that this morning. This is a church of investment. This is a house, amen, that says there's a storehouse already intact. We've prayed, we've stayed. Amen. We believe God for the miracle. And what we've sown, we're going to reap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're doing something right now to our generation. Could you help us, amen, as we pray? Father, we thank you. We're asking that you bless God in this house. Thank you, Lord, for every saint of God gathered here. For the pastor and the shepherd of the sheep. From center to circumference, God, we thank you for your people. For the anointing to fall. Thank you for the blessing. And we dance in advance of what you're doing in this precious place. We give you the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Could you place your Bibles gently on the pew next to you? Could you clap your hands, amen, unto the Lord one more time? Somebody, that's it, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Look at your neighbor right now and tell him I'm going to help the preacher preach. Could you do it? Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing so long in the house of the Lord. Amen. I don't know where my amen section is yet. We're going to find out soon. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. If it's A, B, C, D, E. My, there's, we could go through the whole alphabet here. Hallelujah. Amen. Diving into this today, I don't want to take too long. I don't know if it's noon, brother, we let out, or noon 15, noon 10. Uh, amen. And I often say if you're waiting for the good part, it's already happening. Praise God. 
But I want to, if I could, look into Jeremiah. This is the weeping prophet. We look at the previous chapter, brother. We can go to verse number 23. And it says, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? How many remember that quote? How many know there are verses peppered throughout the scripture that you could begin to look at the remind us of sayings that we have gleaned from for so long. We've used, amen, over history, not even being aware that it came from the word of God itself. But with that in mind, amen, so those words being that pertinent and important from that same chapter in verse number 15, he says, Shema, hear ye and give ear. Be not proud, for the Lord hath spoken. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, says, give glory to the Lord your God. Before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while ye look for light, he turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. But if ye will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for your pride. And mine eyes shall weep sore and run down with tears. Because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. Whether he is announcing to a people from the prince to the pauper, as it were, in the house of the Lord. Amen. Take ear to what I'm saying. Amen. That there is judgment coming, lest there be teshuvah or repentance. He's asking, brother, this is a time to repent. This is a time to turn around. Can the leper change its spots? Amen. It looks like it's an impossibility at this point. When Babylon is already arming up and geared up, amen, to fight and possess the holy land and the holy temple. But the prophet raises his voice one more time in an attempt to say, amen, there's still a chance to repent and to come to the Lord. This is the weeping prophet. This is the prophet who said, my eyes are like rivers. This is the one, brother, in an addendum with close intimacy to the God he loves so much. In the book of Lamentations, that begin to cry out to the Lord. Begin to cry out to God and plead, please save my own people. Sometimes it's Nazareth that fails you. Sometimes, amen, the greatest enemies seem to come from those you think are so close in the periphery of your own fellowship. I'm not saying that's here. I'm not saying look at your neighbor now. But in Jeremiah's situation, there were those around him that could not find the place of repentance. Brother, you find here that they're at the gates of the city. Even the elders who should be keen on giving the message to the people. Those that should be in tune and turned up and turned on to the voice of Yah. Amen. Had no clue what was going on around them. At the gates simply meant they were at the city hall. It was Boaz that purchased Ruth at the gates. Jesus even said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. These are the places of communication. So at the very center at the very core of the city even the elders who did not repent amen had no understanding so in a last ditch effort pastor I believe they gathered the little ones send your kids maybe they sent out a memo maybe they emailed the community send your little ones maybe God will hear us amen but these are men who had responsibility that should have been invested in those little ones long ago these are they that should have had, amen, the priesthood fine-tuned for the truth, amen, of that day, but because of their incapability or inadequacy of passing the baton to the next generation, the kids came back with no water. Brother, I want to say we live in a generation that's just like that. Live for the day. Thank you, sir, for teaching and preaching so well. Amen. How that there's a generation where it's all in it for themselves. Amen. I don't have to give to my neighbor. I don't have to love my neighbor. Even at the places of responsibility. Even at the places where the batons should be passed. But I thank God for a church that's in the middle of a mess of this generation that says it's still the truth. And I bought it and I'm not going to sell it. And I'm going to pass it on to everyone that's next to me. I'm going to tell it to my children. I'm going to teach it to my grandchildren. Come on somebody. The way I'm going to send my kids to the well. Amen. Is with the knowledge because I invested. They're going to come back when the cup is running over. And they're drinking from the saucer. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Come on, invest. Give unto the Lord. Press down. Shaken together. Running over. Come on, somebody. The joy of the Lord. I can draw from the wells of my salvation. Woo, somebody say yes, yes, yes. Could you clap your hands under the Lord? My amen section somewhere right in here. Come on, somebody help me this morning. Yeah. <laughs> somebody go, Whoa. oh yeah. And brother, so I look at this in the generation that we're living in. And brother, again, I can't get away from the parallel that you had entreated just a moment ago. Amen. There seems to be this, uh, this, this cloud, this. Uh, gray, this middle-of-the-road Christianity, this, uh, amen, assimilation to whatever is out there, amen, as if it were super glued to our own ideologies and platforms and plaudettes. In other words, we want to be distracted. We, in, we live in a generation that's so distracted. Brother, I'm not going to try to testify of the book or who the author is right now. But even from what I understand, amen, once you're reading something, brother, as if you're studying, if there's somebody that interrupts that or your phone buzzes and interrupts your mind and you have to take attention to that, it is stated in a psychological brain neuron uh, understanding that it takes somewhere around 28.5 minutes to get back to where you were no wonder if you're going to study as a preacher amen you're going to teach your kids or whatever it is i ain't going to let the tech steal the truth amen i am not apt to distractions come on somebody it's time for a faith focus that says god i don't want to live in the world that wants to distract me amen from what god has for me the Bible says, brother, in 2 Thessalonians, that he's going to send strong delusion. Brother, in the Greek, amen, it's stated, yes, amen, he's going to allow it to happen. But allow it in the sense that he's going to, okay, say, okay, you've loved this so long, I'll leave you in your comfort zone. I'll just leave you there is what's going to happen. Saints, I don't want to be comfortable, amen, in some kind of antichrist system that distracts me to make me think that I'm a truth walker. I want to know that I know. Pastor, oh, hallelujah. I want to say it this way, that I remember on the field, brother, you remember, amen, a little later we got a little upgrade in the RV. It was in the 2000s, thank the Lord. But it was our 40-foot, three-axle washer-dryer, dishwasher, RV, pulled by a Duramax, Allison transmission, Silverado, Chevrolet. Oh, sometimes a Chevrolet's a better way to see the USA. Even though I'm driving a Ram. And that's spiritual. <laughs> well, amen. Amen. But I remember when the school books came in. And we begin to place them on the laps of our kids. We got pictures of this on the on the bigger couch we had in that bigger RV with the good old slide. And we'd hand them the books. Brother, I was so proud. I was paying taxes to two places. Amen. I was paying for the education tax-wise. But I knew, God, if I'm going to invest into my kids, we're on this road. I'm going to invest and homeschool them. Thank God for my wife, who was the real principal. Amen. Amen. But thank God. Hallelujah. They were excited about it. I'm not saying they got A's all the way. Matter of fact, the smell of the erasers smelled really good for about 30 days. Anybody ever get a school box? Amen. The pencils are sharp. I remember when I was. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be top dog the rest of the season. Brother, it wasn't two weeks, and I was already filling. Amen. Little cracks on my desk with Elmer's glue and watching it dry. Hallelujah. <laughs> Investment. And now, brother, we've got this beautiful bucket of joy. Three grandkids. Sister Nola, could I or Jello? You talk to us just for any moment of time. We'll flip through a thousand pictures. Oochie, coochie, coo. 
Amen. But there's all kinds of joy happening there. And I've already heard the parents, amen, whispering to the ears, Shema, Israel, Adonai, Elohim, Adonai, Echad, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. It's from generation to generation. Come on, Anderson, Indiana. This didn't happen in the corner, but revival's going on, brother, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And today is a great day for salvation. Come on. I know how I'm sending my kids to the well. They're going to come back with bucket. Somebody's investing. Can, can, I, can I just look at your neighbor and say he's going to explain it this way? Well, hallelujah, you're going to do it anyway. Brother, they're, 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 we have stimulation unto death, distractions in our nation. There is what is called, what is called excitotoxins in some of our sugars in the nation. I'm not trying to be Dr. Health here. But it's in a lot of our candy, artificial sweeteners. It overcomes the blood-brain barrier. And the kids carry an excitable demeanor for six to eight hours later. And now we want to label it as HTD, DDC, AET. No, that's an alarm system. I'm sorry. <laughs> or something like that. How many know what I'm saying? Amen. But they're climbing the wall and biting the ceiling for about six hours, and we don't know why. Distracted. Looking for some kind of settlement. Brothers, as a matter of fact, I, I, let, let me just explain it this way. And I, I'm Not that I just with everything here, but you've got a good mama and daddy that are trying to raise the kid, and she's on track. And, 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 and she's a good runner, even from kindergarten. And she comes up to the run line, and nobody can beat her, brother. She's, <laughs> she's A-OK. And amen. You go to elementary, and to middle, and to high school, and then on to college. And I don't know, maybe she makes it to the Olympics. You can tell by the testimony of the wall and the trophies in the ribbons. Oh, yeah, she's spot on when it comes to the track system. But one day, brother, there comes this guy that's six foot two. And, and, and I'm sure she has a, five, a heavy five o'clock shadow. And her thighs are about as big as barnyard barrels. Amen. And we're supposed to accept this Michigan. We're supposed to accept this craziness. <laughs> oh, like it's normal. Light is now darkness. Darkness is now light. And everybody say, But I say, nay, how about you? Now's the time to say, I ain't going to let a generation dictate to my kids, dictate to my grandkids. I ain't going to let them... Amen. Shove some kind of watered-down philosophy into the gut of their soul. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Come on, black is still black and white is still white and sin is still sin. I'm either in the ship or I'm out of the ship. Thank God for truth. Keep preaching, my friend. Keep, keep singing. Keep loving God. Keep investing. Come on, if there's prayer warriors here, don't stop praying. If you haven't started, start now. Go ahead. Get in it. Love it. Live it. And run on. Woo. Can you shout hallelujah? Look at your neighbor. Say, keep investing. Brother, could I say it this way? If we're to keep investing, let us, let, let us give the, the pinnacle testimony today. Let us give the prime example of one who invested everything. To save, to touch, to redeem. I don't mean to Judaize anybody here. Because I've got a, I've got a plethora of notes up here. This is kind of crazy, but this is just the way I do it. <laughs> but I'm looking at this, and there's a month called Elul. How many have ever heard of Elul? Every, every Hebrew month, brother, has a particular meaning, as it were, such as names and numbers and Hebrew letters, etc., but Elul has a specificity, amen, that tells us that this is the month where the king walks into the field. And the book of Ecclesiastes alludes to this. You can find that there. The king or the prince walks into the field by taking off of his royal robe. What, what do you mean? It talks about he's being fed by the bread. It's the servants with dust and dirt under their nails. It's those out into the field that have given nothing less than their back-breaking, laborous style for the kingdom to 
and rest that they've given. Amen. And what happens is the king puts his royal robe aside and maybe it's through the back door. He leaves the hot bread because he knows where that comes from. It came from those hands. It tastes great. Labored in the ovens of the king's kitchen. But he said, today, this month, I'm laying my royal robe down and I'm going to walk amongst and amidst the furrows and the wheat fields. I can smell the winnower. Amen. I can testify to the dust that flies as they shake it, as they bake it. And things happen here. Amen. In the labor force and field. Amen, brother. It's when the king, amen, is accessible. He begins to reach out and shake somebody's hand. Oh, brother, their eyes get about as big as silver dollars. <laughs> and their, their eyebrows are St. Louis arched. <laughs> amen. They probably think, what in the world are you doing here? Amen. But this is Elul, where the king comes close and he's accessible. He's touchable. He's reachable. Saints, there was, amen, some time back, 2,000 years ago, amen, when God robed himself in flesh, amen, left the star-studded staircase of heaven and says, I'm giving my people in a lull today. I'm going to walk amongst and amidst them. You're going to watch the miracles take place. The the tongue of the dumb sing. The food that's multiplied in the hands of the master. Come on, somebody. If anybody's invested... It's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Brother, could I just say it this way? I don't want to just preach so many rabbit trail avenues today. But I can see it, brother, on the cross. History bears witness. Even the Bible mentions it's a little that it gotten so dark. Amen. On the investment from heaven. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Hallelujah. All of God that could die, died on Calvary that day. God's flesh quivered. God's blood was shed like a riven river. Amen. That flows to historicity, to the day that we're living right now. This river, this blood, this crimson stream. Amen. What are you saying, preacher? Amen. I believe from what they understand or tell me, Amen. That when it grew so dark, even some of the stars or constellations could show at that particular time. Brother, even Scorpion. Amen. The constellation of such had shown as well. But the topography of where he was being crucified. Amen. Located that constellation behind the cross in the northern part of the city. It's as if the creator of the universe in control of every star said, get be behind me, sink me. <laughs> Brother, it doesn't fall short on just it happened, but the stars were being controlled and commanded that he threw out with the span of his hands millennia ago. Even the sign that a secular, dogmatic king <laughs> would place, a pilot, if you please, would place on the back or the front of the cross, on the backside of Jerusalem, as it were, in the crucifixion stick, in the execution place. Amen. It was in Greek. It was in Hebrew. Amen. It was in Latin, Greek, Grecian language, already stable, already established, centuries. Amen. The Aramaic or Hebrew, amen, was the locale language of the time. And Latin was on its giddy-up pattern, later became the Vulgate, Latin, etc. There were still more years to come. So even using the hand of a carnal king, he said, Jesus is still in your yesterday, and he's still in your today, and he's still in your tomorrow. That's the kind of investment that my God gives. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He's given everything to you and I. Somebody say yes, yes, yes. Can I, well, I, I know this is not a marriage retreat, but then again, maybe it should be. I don't know. But could, could, could you go to the first scripture there or so? I, I, I want to lead you there that we were given. Amen. Praise God. I believe it's found. Uh, amen. In the song of Solomon. In the song of Solomon. Uh, amen. Chapter number four. There is a verse here. That I believe somebody just needs to see. And we're going to SOS. Song of Solomon. 
Somebody say SOS. <laughs> amen. Somebody save me now. Hallelujah. Song of Solomon, chapter number four, verse number nine. Amen. It simply says this Thou hast ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. Thou hast ravished my heart. Look at that's the second time it says that. With one of thine eyes. I'm just. I'm just talking about heaven's investment for a moment. Is this okay? Thanks for the denominal nod over here. Praise God. Anybody with me in the cheap seats? Hallelujah. Thou hast ravished my heart is a word in Hebrew that's called levabitnai. Amen. Maybe pronounced a little different, but this whole. Thou hast ravished my heart in English, which is a very scientific language. Scientific and precise is the English language. Amen. It's like, it's like a lot of other languages in its structure. English is probably the greatest. But Hebrew is very passionate in its literal translation. It's sometimes bent toward the emotion of the moment. Amen. is a word that encompasses. Thou hast ravished my heart. Solomon is saying, the shepherd lover is saying, amen, to the princess in his eyes. You've ravished my heart. Levabatini comes from the root word levav, which means heart. So simply, amen, there are two hearts. The whole meaning, brother, is a picture of two hearts opening up to each other and becoming equally vulnerable. Hallelujah. With one of thine eyes. Oh, brother, I remember, and I'm going to say it again, I remember Sister Nala, amen, with just one of her eyes. Brother, it was this year, 34 years, we're talking for truth. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, brother, I'm, I'm, I'm from North Dakota. Amen. And when you get a lot of snow, or at least used to, oh, yeah. I remember when the drifts covered the cars. I remember as kids built our own igloos, and we had war fights and snowball fights and getting caught in there with our, amen, skates on and skating and skiing and you don't have to be bored out of your gourd in the winter. Oh, no. We found ways, amen, amen, to uh, circumvent the snow. Uh, no, no, uh, no. <laughs> is this all right? Praise God. The only time I'm going to say let it snow is when you're preaching, brother. Praise God. <coughs> amen. But I remember, and then Sister Nolan from Brazil, Indiana, and uh, my youth leader became her youth leader. He came up to visit no cell phones, no pictures. Amen. Like that, it was just real pictures. How many other real pictures? Anybody remember real pictures? Three people. Wow, I'm getting older. Amen. But I, I, I remember that. He said, here, you know, we're predominantly a boy church, we're predominantly a girl church. And so, you know, if we've seen a girl, it was like five years apart. So it's like, wow, there's, there is somebody that's different than us. And uh, so he brought these pictures to us. And it was almost as if they said, pick one. So I'm going, okay, okay, I'll pick one. Amen, 19, 20 years old, and I look at these pictures. And they all got these hats. It was Resurrection Day. Hats on, gloves on hands, hands on hips, all four lined up, that kind of thing. And so I, there it is. No, no, no. Third one, uh, no. But then the fourth one, it was like, oh. Oh, yeah. It didn't even have to take two eyes. It was just one of her eyes. Just one of her eyes. Two, I'm going to say it again. Two words came to my mentality. It was spiritual, but it was haba, haba. Yeah. <laughs> they hurt. They hurt. Something about the heart, brother. Amen. And from what I understand, amen, in this heart, there is this secular understanding. Please, I, I don't want to bore you with this, but the extra-biblical literature uses the word libabatini to denote pulling the bark back from a tree. Amen. We think of trees as towering giants that are difficult to kill, but essentially the bark is the tree's skin. You can get on the inside of the anatomy. Amen. The, 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 the rapid trail to this word is simply like a tree that rips back the bark and says, Amen. I'm giving my heart equally to you as you're giving your heart to me. Has anybody ever been in love? It's a crazy thing to be in love. You're jello then too. 
I drove a thousand miles overnight just to see Sister Nor. In my, in my little 85 Chevrolet two-door sporty uh, coupe car. I think she liked my car more than she liked me at first. <laughs> Amen. But brother, it's crazy. Hearts will do that. Brother, we'll rip back the bark as it were and say, Amen. Here's my heart. This is the whole picture. God is saying, I'm giving you my heart, sir. Please take care of it. Nobody can take care of it like you can take care of it. Do not wound it. Please, I'm giving it to you. Anybody ever build walls? Some of you have walled this morning. Different people have transgressed to different offenses, different things. Even married couples might be shaken a little bit. But I'm here to tell you, saints, you can't hide your heart for too long. Something's got to give to where you say, I may have been wounded before, but the eyes have of the book of Revelation and the balm of Gilead is poured over me and the anointing of the Lord. And I choose to pull back again and say, God, here's my heart one more time. Come on, heaven. Heaven has invested in this congregation in Anderson, Indiana, that says, here's my heart. Take care of it, pastor. Here's my heart. Love holiness. Love truth. Love God. Love prayer. I got, I got to move on. Just in conclusion, good old Sylvester found Tweety, and I ain't letting her go. We've even thought of taking start a little coffee shop somewhere. Maybe we'll pull it behind our ram. <laughs> Shofar vehicle. Amen. And call Sylvester's, amen, Tweety's, Sweeties. Hallelujah. Song of Solomon, Brother Kutcher, chapter number five. How many are still with me in this section at least? <laughs> brother, I'm sister, I'm sorry. I'm going to spray it instead of say it. You're, you're in the splash zone right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Go with me. Amen. Song of Solomon 5 and 1. I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. I'm hastening. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice, says Solomon. If you look at this at another kind of a commentating translation or someone that added he speaks, she speaks, he speaks, she speaks, there's something out there like that. So he's saying, I'm coming to my garden, my sister. He's talking now. My spouse, I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I've eaten my honeycomb with my honey. Saints, this wasn't just regular honey. This is honeycomb honey. So I'm, I'm going to say it again. My daddy, I, I remember way back, I was 13, 14 years old. He invited me, and I, I left school for about two weeks. They, they gave me permission, and I had a blast in that sense. Sorry, what was glue on the desk, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bad example right now. You just keep trucking, brother. Praise God. Amen. But what are you saying? Two weeks at the honey house. My dad worked for a honeybee farmer, North Dakota, brother. And I think it takes about a million, if not more, flowers to produce one point something uh, pounds of honey. These bees were busy. They had stacks. They, they had all of these uh, uh, little trays in there with honeycomb. And he would smoke them down so they could get them and garner them under the truck. My job was on the inside of the honey house where there were thousands of bees ready to fly and sting. My goal was every day to try to get out of there at least without one sting. I don't think I ever made it. <laughs> oh, and I remember they would take them through these hot knives that are vibrating. And it would cut the wax off of the top so that out of the honeycomb, brother, and then the honey would begin to just pour out. I was the one to take those dripping honeycomb things and put them in a round bin and with centrifugal force as I steamed them down, going round and round. And every once in a while when they would stop after the honey would be ready to flow into the pipe and be sold to the soup bee honey, whatever it was, South Dakota, wherever it was. Amen. I would take my finger and... It probably didn't matter if there was a bee stinger in there, a bee leg, a big juicy thorax. I don't care what it was. Amen. <laughs> there was something about taking that <gasps> raw honey from the bottom of the barrel. Oh, Solomon didn't just bring honey. Here's some purified, baked 30 times from the Walmart shelf. I don't even know if it tastes like honey. It's something sticky, but here it is. This was honeycomb honey. I'm bringing my best to you. Not only that, amen, I have drunk my wine with my milk. It's not just good old juice, but there's joy in this juice. 
Amen. This juice, amen, has some dairy in it. Anybody ever heard of purple cow? Is there not somebody here? There is. Purple cow. <laughs> Bless you, brother. We'll go have some of that together someday, maybe. Amen. But there it is. It's like ice cream. How many have had a root beer float? Okay. Instead, you put grape crush pop or something on the top. Yeah. And it's like, you call it a purple cow. It's moolishness. Hallelujah. It's awesome. Amen. He said, I'm not just bringing the wine, but I'm putting some mixture. I'm going to make it thick. I'm bringing you Canaan. I'm bringing you milk and honey. Expensive perfume, yea, drink abundantly. Amen. Please, oh friends, drink my beloved. Go ahead. Next verse, but I go to hasten. Verse number two. What does it say? I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh. This is her now. He said, she said, he said, she said. Open to me, my sister. He's saying, though, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew. Here's the kicker. Here's the point. And my locks with the drops. Somebody say locks and drops. Somebody say it's raining. Look at your neighbor and say, my locks has drops. Tell somebody that right now. Come on. Locks and drops. It's raining outside. Brother Vicky, prayer understanding. Amen. Is that in, this, in, in the weather of rain, that means it's blessing. He's not looking. He's not knocking for a way in. He's trying to open the door to say, hey, sweetheart, come on out. It's raining on the outside. There's blessings to dance in. Come on. There's sugar in the sky. Come on. There's honey. Yes. There's purple cow here today. Come on. I've got so much for you. I'm investing in you. I'm giving you everything. The joy of the Lord can be your strength. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. Verse number three. Amen. You preached it before, but I put off my coat, she says. He said, she said, he said. But I put off my coat, she says. How shall I put it on? I've washed my feet. She's just come out of the rain by herself, apparently. I will defile them. She's, as if it were, complaining. Complaining. Next verse, please, brother. Here it is. My beloved put his hand in the door, a hole of the door. And my inside were moved. Brother, he's, you get through the keyhole, just he's even handling the knob. He's, you can smell the myrrh coming through him in the keyhole, handling the knob. And what happens? Go ahead, verse number five. I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh. He has felt from that myrrh from him, it was still on the door casing, it's just there. It's that's his. And my fingers with the sweet smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. It's there. Amen. Go ahead. Just one more. Praise God. Open to my beloved. The beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed me. He spake. I saw him. What are you saying? Say it's because of a little bit of delay. She had missed the window of opportunity to dance in the rain. Brother, it's not that God has already blessed this church. He has. This church is basically full. God has blessed every family in this assembly. There's fine teaching and preaching and music and singing that flows, amen, from the arteries of this church. Amen. But saints, I still feel the clarion call today that God's saying, sister, come dance in the rain. Brother, there's still more here today. Don't stop. Don't stop investing. He said, I've got more to invest. Brother, if you think you had revival, amen. Ah, there's still more coming. Brother, I just spoke to one of my elders on the BZM board. He said, we're already in our 160th Holy Ghost filled soul in this revival that started in spring. He can't stop the revival. Come on, somebody, it's happening in the house. There's more rain to dance in. Are you ready to dance in the rain? But you've got to get up from where you are. Don't delay. Saying, God, if you've invested, if you've given me your heart, then I invest and I give my heart. I know I can trust you with everything. Could you clap your hands under the Lord? Somebody. Can I, can I begin to close, brother? I'm beginning to close if I could. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me, let me just explain it this way just real quickly. Brother, I, I've got this right here. I don't know if you can get through it all. Amen. But it's, it's as, as if we're a, 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 a dummy sheet, a, a hypothetical sheet 
in the sense that Cheryl Sanders, the VP of operations, is hiring somebody whose name is Joshua. And this Joshua happens to be Jesus in our century in 20, December of 2021. How many know what this meeting? This is Jesus' resume. Anybody need Jesus' resume? This is how real he is to you and us today. It's not some old father with a long green gray beard, amen, sitting on some rocking chair somewhere, sitting in some fifth galaxy. <laughs> amen, that's got eyes that cannot see or feet that cannot walk to you. But Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Somebody say he's here. Brother, in this, in this uh, little resume here, she says, Rob, I've got a new candidate. Joshua is his name. Jesus, Joshua, Yehoshua. How many Jephthahs here? Thank you, Jesus. I know. Brother, this is not just First Pentecostal. This is First Hebrew Church as well. I know that. Hallelujah. But to lead our Midwest group, I wanted to run his profile by you before deciding on him. Josh comes highly recommended, but he has some real positives going for him. But I have my doubts. Tell me what you think about hiring somebody like this. Saints, you've got to see this. Peter, Peter. He leaves one fire as low as low can be, brother. He's stripped of his spiritual vitality. His savior amen, was crucified on the tree. From a distance, he could hear the sucking sound of the nails that came out of his wrist. They could, John and Peter and the rest could hear the crashing of a stone covering the mouth of a grave in Jerusalem. Amen. And he remembers the disappointment. And, amen. Of, 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 I, I failed him. He has one fire he remembers when a servant girl, a servant lady in the temple precinct caused him say, to say, no, I don't know him. He fulfills his own prophecy. Amen. The devil would like to sift you as wheat, Peter, but I have prayed. And now Peter sees another fire. <laughs> another fire. Woo! There's another fire. What's going on? He's rocking to and fro. We fished all night. Since when you fish all night, it, they weren't stupid. They understood that this particular fish of Galilee, look it up, they only bite during the night. And so they were trying to catch the night crawlers, the night swimmers, if you please. Tell us what you think. Here's the Jesus of today. I can't find anyone who'll say they've ever seen him learn from experience. Especially from his own mistakes. No, nobody that's interviewed him ever can find out. Jesus or Joshua never said, I, I've learned from this mistake. He Because he, he doesn't make mistakes. Amen. In this uh, interview resume, no one says he's ever admitted to even making a mistake. His leadership skills in these bullet paint points haven't improved one bit since he started out. He, he never improved. I know as a boy, brother, he grew in wisdom, but brother, one, amen, after he never improved. God don't need improving. I know there's discipleship. I know there's Havarim. I know there's Talmudim, but hear this, amen. I've checked his bio, and I can't find a single sign of any character growth in him. Not even a trace. His character hasn't even grown. Oh, yeah. Can I go on to say, and if you've got an opinion that's different than his, well, you're just wrong. Rarely will he give a straight answer when you ask him a question. A lot of parables in between. <laughs> it's it, do it my way with him, his way or the highway, no exceptions. He won't even be friends with anyone who won't do what he commands. He actually does use that word commands. So what do you think, boss? Should we hire him? Woo! Peter! John said it's the Lord. He dives out and said, look, I failed him at one fire, and I ain't going to fail him at this fire. 
You can't live in between two fires, living in the dungeon of doubt and distress. Somebody's got to say, hey man, I thought I invested in the kingdom before. I thought, amen, I was one of those principal disciples that was around him when he walked on the earth. Amen. But heaven, look out. Come on, hell, look out. He's going to preach on the day of Pentecost. He's going to turn the world upside down. Peter has not yet begun to fight. Somebody's got to leave the mentality that I'm going to live in the precedent of 2020. Because if I live in the precedent of 2020 and live under the laws, as it were, of where they want to put us, amen, I'll never be the disciple Jesus wants me to be. 2021, brothers, they take off. But I believe 2022, saints, something's going to happen in the church of the living God that's going to turn things upside down and inside out. Don't stop investing, brother. This is the message I have for the apostolic church. Amen. In December of 21, don't stop investing in running the aisles. Don't stop investing in backing up the preacher. Don't stop investing into the kingdom. Give nothing less than everything you've got. Come on, draw the line in the sand. Let commitment fly. Come on, let your... Could you lift your hands while we are standing? Please remain standing. Somebody help me. Let's say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When I send my kids, they're going to come back. And their wells, amen, are going to hold water. And they're going to bring back buckets of sustenance, amen, to a dry and thirsty place. In the name of Jesus. Don't stop investing in the kingdom of God. Keep preaching Acts 2.38. Keep preaching, amen, Holy Ghost filled tongue talking, water baptism. Can I, can I say it this way real quick while you're standing? I'm going to feel Holy Ghost in the house. Pastor, amen. I, 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 I could, some, some of my views have changed just a little bit. I'm 50 and none of your business years old right now. Amen. And, and about a year ago, I lost my father, Korean War veteran. Love my pops. And because I preached the funeral, I didn't know it until a day in advance. And I preached that funeral. And you know, sometimes as preachers, you suppress your feelings for the moment so that you can get the message across to souls. And a year later, I'm still thinking, God, thank you for touching my heart. Some years previous to that, my father-in-law, who was like another daddy to me, had passed away. And this year, Brother Buddy Klein from Brazil, Indiana, when we first got married, amen, he passed away in somewhere around April, May. Spiritual leaders, leaders in my life. So my paradigm has shifted just a little. So please, I'm an optimist. Man, I, I like things. We just run along with our kitchen and dining room for what it's worth. But we might be there two weeks out of the year, but we remodeled it anyway. No, not that bad. But understand, amen, it's it, it just the temple is just more temporal than ever before. Don't be wrong. Amen. I want to live and sit. Jesus wasn't coming for a thousand years, and I'd be as old as Methuselah. I love it. I love life. I thank God for it. I got three grandbabies. I want to watch, watch them grow. Sisters, you place, God. Amen. But here in the host of things are given Esau to Jacob that's what I sold to for years, brother. And it began in the womb, the heel, the hand, the warfare. There's war in the womb. It's just like the beast of the book of Revelation. Whenever the man child was born, there was always something there to consume the man child. The, the devil will always be there at the threshold of a fresh inspiration to eat.
all there for a purpose. And so, he causes wrestle to wrestle, wrestles with God. God changes his name. And then he sends his family. There's Leah, there's, of course, the, the, the concubines, and then there's Leah, and there's Rachel over here. I don't know why it's but something. If he preaches, he starts mad, and he starts to consume my family. I'm going I'm to grab Rachel and run. simply said, I trust them for my today and my tomorrow. The rich only have to ask once to God to be sustained, but the poor ask every day. Please don't get me wrong. I am singing, saints. I want to come today to say, Lord, I want to invest to say, I need you every day in every one of my affairs in life. Where are you placing? 